Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about something that has happened to me many times over the years and most recently, you know, in February and even, uh, you know, the reason I want to talk about it uh, with you is because for a lot of my coaching clients and other people in the industry that are fairly new to having a team, it can be really, really devastating. So even though I feel like I'm an old hand at this, a lot of you aren't. So I just want to go over what to do when a team member resigns. And like I said, it can be so, so devastating. And as recently as today, uh, one of my coaching clients uh, shared with me that her team member resigned out of the blue and, you know, she's put about seven or eight months worth of work into this girl and, you know, she's decided it's not for her, which can hurt so, so much. And, you know, I've certainly been there. I remember back uh, nine years ago, no, eight years ago now, I I lost my first team member and it was devastating and I took it so personally and, you know, had a little bit of a pity party for myself and fell in a little bit of a heap because it had never happened before and I didn't know how to react and I didn't know what to do. So, Hopefully, uh, a few of the points that I share with you today will help you through if, you know, this is something you've gone through recently or it will help you in the future or perhaps it has happened to you before and, you know, it's likely to happen again. You know, nobody stays somewhere forever anymore. Uh, So, it is likely to happen again and hopefully it will help you, which brings me to my first point. You need to realise that it will happen again. It's happened before. It will happen again. Nobody stays working with you at your business forever. It is very, very rare nowadays that people stay working the same career their whole life. Uh, You know, they start working for a certain company when they're fresh out of university or fresh out of TAFE or wherever or fresh out of school and then they work for that same company, you know, until they retire. It is very, very rare that that happens now, especially in the beauty industry. You know, we are predominantly a female-led industry. Most of the beauty business owners and employees in the beauty industry and the hair industry are female. And young females tend to, you know, only have a few years worth of work before they might move away or they find a partner and get married and have kids. And then sometimes they might not go back to the beauty industry or they might start their own business or something like that. So usually I've found that the longevity uh, with beauty, the beauty industry is a little bit more short-lived comparing to other industries. So I think when I realized that fact that, you know, not everyone's going to stay with you forever, I stopped taking it personally when people resigned. 
I kind of put myself in their shoes and I went, okay, well, this person is going to move away or they found a partner and they're going to move away with them or they are going to work in a different field or they're going to go study. And it would be awful for me to hold that against them because everyone's journey is their own. It's not yours, even though you may think you can see a better path for them or, you know, a career path that would suit them better or, or whatever, you know, the path that they've chosen is their own. And yeah, it's not anything personal most of the time, even though we may personalize it, we might get quite defensive and, and see it as, you know, a little bit of rejection even, um, rejection against us. You know, what did I do wrong? Did I not do enough to keep this staff member happy? Did I not have a good enough working environment? Did she not get along with the other people on the team? Was I too overbearing? Did I work her too hard? Did I not pay her enough? You know, all of these issues arise and it can be very, very hard to deal with. But at the end of the day, people move on and the best way to deal with it is just with dignity and, you know, love. If it's a, if it's a good ending, certainly you can still, you know, come from a place of love and support them through those final weeks that they're with you and, you know, support them into their new career or, you know, new line of study or whatever it is that they're doing. So secondly, it's really, really important to be open and transparent with the rest of your team. If you have other team members, uh, you need to let them know ASAP what's happening. I would advise against keeping things under wraps or keeping it a secret or whatever. It just doesn't really it doesn't really boost team morale at all if you're keeping things or holding things back from your team um, or if you're trying to keep it quiet so they don't find out, you know, because you're fearful that they're going to turn around and leave as well or anything like that. So just try and be as clear and transparent with your team as quickly as possible and just make sure that it, everyone's on the same page as well so they know exactly when that team member is finishing up what the process is going to be for them finishing up. So are their hours going to be any different to what their normal hours are? If anybody needs to do any extra shifts or extra hours to accommodate the person who's leaving's clients, you know, if you yourself as the business owner is going to step in for a little while and do a few more clients to pick up the slack, you just need to let them know that you've got this and collectively, as a team, you will make it through. And, you know, just be super transparent. I I am so transparent with my team and it it really does wonders. Uh, the minute you start keeping things from people is when resentment seems to build and discontent within the team as well. And, yeah, I just, I, I try and be transparent as with everyone. And also, I think that you should be transparent with your clients as well which is my next point. I don't think it's really worth trying to keep it a secret or being shady about where they're going or what they're doing. I like to just tell people and if they are going to another salon, if that staff member is leaving and, you know, starting their own business or they're going to another salon and somebody asks me, what are they doing or where are they going? I will tell them. And, you know, if they want to follow that person, fine. I don't really want clients coming to my business that aren't happy with whoever they're seeing or they're not happy with the work that we're doing or whatever. If they really, you know, built a connection with that person 
and they want to follow them to wherever it is they're going, so be it. It's fine. You know, where that one person might go, there's another, you know, four to five clients waiting in the wings ready to take their place. And if you are not rehiring straight away anyway, you may not have the capacity to accommodate those extra clients that are left once that person does leave. So it can be a little bit of a blessing in disguise if a few people do follow them, if they are in fact moving on to a, another beauty business or their own beauty business. You also need to plan for the transition. So it can be a big disruption to your business, but I always feel like if you put pen to paper and you have a little bit of a plan for what you're going to do going forward, it makes you feel better. And it also does allow you to become clear on what you are doing. And then it does allow you to be, you know, a little bit more transparent and, you know, keep your team up to date with what's actually happening um, during that transition process where your team members resign, but they might be working for a couple of weeks up until they leave, up until their ending day. So, you know, you might have to reassign duties to people, like I just mentioned, Uh, You might start advertising for a new team member straight away. So you need to keep your team up to date with that too. And maybe ask around as well. Ask if any of your team members know of anyone who might be looking or might be interested in fulfilling the role. So, you know, having a clear plan can really help minimise the disruption and ensure that your business processes continue to run smoothly, like throughout the whole process. I really like to focus on team morale as well. Uh, It can be really demoralising for the team that's left if someone leaves, especially in a negative way. It doesn't tend to happen as much when someone is moving on to a different career or they're moving cities or, you know, something like that or they're going to have a baby or, or whatever It doesn't seem to really happen, but if someone's left in a negative way, what's left behind can be really bad and it can affect, you know, the way your team are feeling about their job and their workplace can really affect how busy you are as a salon because unhappy team members do not treat their clients as well as they would as if they were happy team members. So you really need to focus on keeping everyone happy So, you know, you might want to do some team building activities, extra ones, you know, recognize uh, those members that are still on your team that work really, really hard. You know, you might want to give them some sort of reward or increase their bonus or something like that and just be there as a support person for them. You know, if they are feeling a little bit uneasy about the transition or they want to chat to you about what actually happened or, you know, If they've got any concerns about the situation at all, I really like to just be available for my team so that they can come and talk to me if they have any issues and keep those lines of communication open. So keeping the morale of the rest of your team up is really, really, really important because you don't want to lose any more people than you already have. My next bit of advice would be to just stay positive. It's not the worst thing that will ever happen to you in your business, someone leaving. There are so many lessons you can learn from team members leaving and the experience that they had while working for you. 
And, you know, it is a challenging time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It's really difficult. Uh, you know, I had someone leave that had worked for me for six years last uh, June. And it was quite challenging because she had so many amazing clients that had grown to love her over the six years that she'd been at the salon. But at the same time, I was so happy for her because she was having a complete career change and it was, you know, something that she wanted to move into. She wanted to move into that field of work for such a long time. And I could see that that line of work was more fulfilling for her. And, you know, that was her journey. That was her path. I was very, very happy for her. She gave me, I think, about six weeks notice. So we had a lot of time, you know, to transition and let her clients know and, and you know, make a plan for the future and keep everyone's morale really high. I was just about to undertake our full salon refit. So the rest of the team were very, very excited about, you know, that process happening. And I had enough time to hire as well before she actually left. So it was a positive experience. I have had other times where people have resigned and it hasn't been a positive experience. You know, I've had someone, I actually found out of another team member that they were leaving and then I confronted them about it and, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant, but she did come out and tell me the truth, uh, which it really hurt. And I gave her the ultimatum. I said, well, you know, you decide what you're doing today. You go or you stay. And she ended up leaving, uh, but it was it was a really challenging time because um, she left quite quickly. It was unexpected and uh, the morale was down. So I had to do a lot of groundwork to, you know, make everyone happy again. And as it turned out, that person did cause a lot of disruptions within the team and it was amazing how quickly we got back to a really good place in the business with the team, just with that one person gone. So it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. And, you know, these lessons that I've learned over the years with people leaving on good terms and on bad terms is that you do make it through. It's not the worst thing. And I just try and take it as it comes now. You know, I try and remain positive and I do everything that I can to look after, look after your team and look after, you know, the person that is leaving and your clients. It is also really, really important, and I have learned this lesson recently, that you need to provide clear expectations for the team member that's leaving during that notice period. So, say they hand you their resignation and they give you two weeks or three weeks notice or something like that. And so, they're basically working in your business for you for that entirety of that time up until they leave. Um, But you really, really need to be clear on what your level of expectations are. So, for example, who is responsible for telling their clients that they're leaving and what do we tell them? What's the spiel? You know, who are you going to see before you leave and who are you not going to see? And who do you need to let know by text or email or or do we let them know at all? You need to uh, let them know your expectations around the level of their work before they leave in during that notice period because 
I've noticed that people's level of work, it slips. So you need to let them know that the expectation is clear, that the level of workmanship on their clients needs to be at the same level that it always was. You know, I like to say, and excuse my French, but, you know, you can't hit the can't be fucked button just yet. You know, if you are here for two weeks, you are to exercise your duties at the highest level until you do finish up. And I also like to, you know, just talk to them and say, look, don't burn your bridges as well, because that's something that can easily be done in that notice period. You know, it's not nice to put out there on socials that you can't wait to go to your new job. It looks bad. It looks bad for your current employer and it looks bad for anybody else looking back at that and going, hmm, that's not very nice. You know, I wonder if she would do that for me if she worked in my business, you know. So you've always got to be thinking forward and really lay out clear expectations, um, especially around training as well. Are you expecting them to train someone new? Is there any aspect of their job that needs to be handed over to somebody else on the team? So, for example, if you have a team member that is doing other things for you inside your business, not just clients, uh, so just say they're doing the stock control or they're doing customer follow-ups or they are doing some part of your social media marketing, there needs to be uh, some sort of system or procedure uh, that's documented And it needs to be handed. We need to decide who is going to take over that aspect of their role. And it needs to be handed over to the new person and documented. So it's clear that that really needs to be set out from the get-go. Like as soon as they resign, you need to make a plan for that sort of handover process to happen. And also you, you need to let them know, you know, when they are to return their uniforms and, you know, any other company property that they may have. So, any training materials or textbooks or anything like, anything like that, any keys or anything like that that they have for your premises. But yeah, it just, it needs to run smoothly. So, you need to lay out those expectations early on in the piece, pretty much as soon as they resign. And finally, my last tip would be as much as I know you're going to hate it and it's super uncomfortable and nobody wants to do this, but it is so, so valuable, I would suggest that you conduct an exit interview. Now, I know that this is not the easiest thing to do, especially if the employer-employee relationship has ended on a bit of a sour note. But if it's a good, you know, a good exit, I would definitely conduct a exit interview just so that you can learn to be better. You know, you can ask them questions about your leadership style, you know, what could be improved upon, what was I great at, what did I suck at, you know, what was your overall experience working here on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate it? from the worst employee you've ever had to the best, you know, asking them questions like what was their favourite part of their role? What was their least favourite part? What were your favourite parts of being on this team, et cetera, et cetera? What made you work harder? What made you want to work less hard? You know, asking questions like that, they're going to give you very, very honest answers because they're leaving. 
So I would do this on their last day or their second last day. So if there are awkward subjects that are brought up, they're not going to have to be awkward around you for the whole two weeks of their notice period. So I would suggest doing that. You can learn so much from an exit interview and it will make you be a better leader and it will make you, you know, have a better salon environment, a better team environment. All of this stuff is so valuable. It's like complaints from clients. You can learn so much and it is valuable information. I know that it's not always the most comfortable subject, especially if you have to sit there and listen to a lot of criticism. But learning how to take criticism on board and learn and grow from people letting you know some of your weaknesses is part of just becoming better and growing as a human being. So the quicker you actually get used to the idea of it, the better off you'll be and the more your business will grow and you will end up keeping employees for a lot longer if you are a better leader of your team. Let me know, as always, what are you doing when you're listening to this podcast? Snap a selfie, tag me in it so I can see. If you have any feedback for me, I would love it. I love receiving messages from you on Instagram. You can send me a DM or, like I said, tag me in a story. My handle is Lauren Lappin underscore, so L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore. And I will see you all online soon.